0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. ChooseWood.com. It's Thursday, December 7th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Agriculture and biosciences are cornerstones of the St. Louis economy. This year, the region doubled down on those sectors with a nonprofit innovation district specifically designed to develop the ag tech sector.
1: How do we create conditions where it makes more sense for a company to either stay in St. Louis and build out whatever it is they're going to be doing or move here?
0: Coming up, St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt speaks with the executive director of 39 North about how the Ag Tech Innovation District fits into the region's future. St. Louis County police are cutting back on a controversial program that allows them to arrest people without a warrant. St. Louis Public Radio's Lucretia Wembley reports.
1: More than 10,000 wanteds have been issued by the St. Louis County Police Department since 2017, but some people have been falsely accused through the program. Maureen Hanlon is an attorney with the Arch City Defenders. St. Louis County puts essentially someone's name into a commuter system, and then wholly
2: unrelated municipalities are arresting individuals with no information or belief to justify the arrest at all.
1: Hanlon was a guest on St. Louis on the Air. Last year, a federal appeals court criticized the Wanted's program as fraught with risk of violating the Constitution. But ultimately, the courts deemed the program legal. The department says it takes great care when issuing Wanteds, which have dropped 30 percent from last year. I'm Lucretia Wembley, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: St. Louis Circuit Attorney Gabe Gore will run for a full term next year. Governor Mike Parson appointed Gore earlier this year to fill out the rest of Kim Gardner's term. Or says he's made progress in hiring more attorneys and wading through a backlog of cases. He hopes Democratic voters in St. Louis will appreciate his role in stabilizing the office.
2: And we are working towards achieving my vision of making the city of St. Louis circuit attorney's office one of the highest performing prosecuting attorney's offices in the country.
0: Gore has never been a political candidate. He'll have at least one opponent in the Democratic primary, defense attorney David Mueller. Senator Josh Hawley says he will vote against the defense spending bill and work to slow down the measure. The Missouri Republican says funding for people exposed to radiation is not in the final package. Hawley says on social media that leaving out the money is a major betrayal of thousands and thousands of Missourians. The funding comes from the Radiation Exposure Compensation Act, which will expire in June. It provides funding for people who have experienced health complications after likely exposure to radiation from U.S. government programs. Hawley has been pushing for a funding renewal. Washington University is asking a St. Louis Circuit Court judge to determine if Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey can obtain records of patients treated at its transgender clinic. The university says the information falls outside the scope of the state's false advertising law or federal privacy laws. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports.
2: Bailey has requested the university and workers turn over health records for patients treated at the Washington University Transgender Center. A former clinic worker earlier this year accused the university of rushing children and teens to treatment without proper medical and psychological screenings. University lawyers asked the court to clarify whether they should turn over health records, which the suit claims contain, quote, deeply personal information, unquote, Washu claims the request violates federal health privacy laws. The lawyers also say the requests are outside the scope of the state's false advertising law Bailey is using to investigate the clinic. In a statement, Bailey's office said the records were necessary to investigate whether the clinic exposed children to irresponsible treatment. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: The U.S. Supreme Court will rule on a St. Louis case that could help better define employment discrimination. St. Louis Police Sergeant Yatanya Muldrow was transferred out of the department's intelligence division and replaced with a man. She sued, saying the move was discriminatory even though her pay, title, and hours all stayed the same. Department of Justice Attorney Amy Brown argued in front of the high court yesterday that even without the changes, the move was discrimination.
1: When an employment decision is made on the basis of a protected characteristic, that is the denial of equal treatment, and that's a harm that this court has recognized in many cases.
0: Lower courts sided with the city, saying Muldrow did not adequately prove the reassignment was a disadvantage. A group of Cahokia Heights residents alleged county government violated the Civil Rights Act. St. Louis Public Radio's Will Bauer reports they say the county did not provide enough federal COVID relief funding to fix faulty sewer and stormwater systems.
2: Centerville Citizens for Change, a group of now Cahokia Heights residents, made their allegations in a recent complaint filed with the U.S. Treasury Department. The allegation centers around what the group says is the county's decision to send 98% of its federal funds from the American Rescue Plan Act to majority white communities. Cahokia Heights, a majority black community, has spent decades dealing with chronic flooding and sewage issues. The ARPA dollars could have helped end the decades of neglect, they say, but the county ignored that. The residents are asking the Treasury's Office of Civil Rights to investigate and eliminate racial discrimination in the ARPA allocation. Officials with the Treasury Department and St. Clair County could not immediately be reached for comment. I'm Will Bauer, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: A petition asking a Southern Illinois judge to issue a rule to show cause against Spire and its controversial natural gas pipeline is moving forward. The case from the Illinois Attorney General seeks an order that Spire demonstrate why it should not be held in contempt. Judge Gail Knoll has denied Spire's motion to strike the case. A hearing for arguments on whether the show cause order will be issued is set for February. Illinois says Spire broke state law tied to erosion along various creeks and streams, leftover construction debris, and other violations.
1: Hi there, it's Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson, your afternoon newscaster here at St. Louis Public Radio. Listener support is STLPR's largest source of revenue and makes podcasts like The Gateway possible. So show your support for regional news in the months to come by making a sustaining gift at stlpr.org. And thanks.
0: St. Louis has a strong history in agriculture and biosciences. Those sectors received a boost this year when a nonprofit was formed to run the 39 North Ag Tech Innovation District. Executive Director Emily Loza Bush sat down with St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmid to discuss what this change brings to the region. The conversation begins with why a nonprofit is necessary.
1: Coming out of the pandemic, there was a big question that was being asked among those who have been leading this effort, which is what should this ag tech Innovation District B? And more importantly than that, should it be? Do we need this right now, right? And the results of that study came back with a resounding yes, this absolutely has a role to play. And the best way for it to play that role is going to be functioning as an independent entity.
2: You're getting into why this change is necessary. More specifically, like what what does it unlock for St. Louis?
1: Unlike some of the other tech sectors where we are developing a leadership role, We've been leaders in ag for decades, so it allows us to look at what are the underleveraged assets that we have, whether it's human assets, people coming out of our big companies, whether it's facilities, expertise, science, and how do we create conditions where it makes more sense for a company to either stay in St. Louis and build out whatever it is they're going to be doing or move here if they want to do something related to ag tech and that we're first to come to everybody's mind.
2: You mentioned how St. Louis is a leader in this space. We have a built-up biosciences and agriculture landscape with BioSTL, Bayer, Bungie, Danforth Center. I guess, can you put a finer point on the way that 39 North fits into that and elevates
1: that? We can develop facilities and physical spaces. There's a huge need in our region for companies that need that lab space. And it doesn't always have to be high-end, top-of-the-line, medical-grade lab space. They need a good place to work with their plants, their product, whatever it may be. They want to do that in proximity with others who are doing similar work. Then it also is all the wraparound. It's connections where we have regular planned events that bring together the ag tech community and be able to not just have that initial conversation, but have an entity whose goal it is then to make sure that those connections move forward.
2: What do you see for the district and St. Louis in general in the ag tech space in the next three to five years, maybe?
1: In the next couple of years, our focuses are on creating affordable warehousing and lab space. Number two, 39 North needs a front door. When I say a front door, I don't actually mean one space, but we need different points of entry into the district. Third is connectivity. For anybody who's been on the campus, there's parts of it that are very well connected and it's easy to walk from building to building. And then there's other parts where you have to exit and go out onto two pretty major roads. One thing that I'm actually coming to terms with is the time horizon for this and being really intentional about our growth Realistically, to be where we want to be, we're probably looking at more of a five, 10 year horizon and then truly a 10, 15, 20 year horizon, right?
2: Yeah. What keeps you up at night?
1: (laughs) Building a new organization. I mean, right now, I don't think it's any secret to anybody that the commercial real estate market is not in a boom phase. I actually don't think that that's necessarily a negative for us because we have the ability to be intentional about how and where we build out. The ag tech sector is changing very rapidly. I think that's important for us to be very aware of. I think all of it represents opportunity, but it also, if we are not vigilant, we can go really far down a road that is maybe not going to benefit us.
0: That was 39 North Egg Tech Innovation District Executive Director Emily Loza Bush speaking with St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt. Our Brian Moline edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt.